episode of Middle Aged Men on Vasectomies. Snip, snip. Um, you know, as we start getting into the spring, um, one of the, you know, we start turning towards big sporting events like March, March Madness, uh, conference tournament basketball, the Masters tournament, golf tournament. And one of the lesser known aspects of, of activities that occurs around this time of the year is that many men uh, choose to uh, have a vasectomy around this time of the year uh, with the thinking that, you know, when you have this procedure done, you will need some downtime. And if I'm going to be down sitting on the couch, I might as well be watching March Madness basketball or the, the Masters tournament. And so to that end, we thought we would help you, our dear listeners, um, learn a little bit more about the the vasectomy procedure. Two of our three hosts of the show have had this done, um, and I am not one of them. <clears throat> so um, this is going to be an interesting conversation, but... In, but guys, this this feels like a, a more serious turn for this yeah. podcast, doesn't it? Like I feel like like we should open with the music. Remember on like Full House or Growing Pains when you know it was a serious episode and, and they had to have the conversation with with the kids and and they had that music playing. I feel oh, like yeah. We need Very to pipe that in. Episode. Yeah, and maybe it's just your voice. I don't know, but but I feel like this is serious. Episode. This is a serious. We're, we're doing a service to our listeners with this one. Would this be considered the middle-aged men after-school special? <laughs> uh, very special after-school special. Meredith Bob Baxter Bernie, and she, he doesn't know what is to she do. popping up on this Zoom. I think so. Where's Fish? Bobby's been thinking about family planning, and he just doesn't know where to turn. The more you know. <laughs> I think I think we need to pay NBC now. I think because <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, I, listen, we we all wanted to, to. We thought this was a good idea. Yeah. You know, yes. middle-aged men, men's health. Right. Um, this this episode might cover a few things beyond this procedure, and we have a we have a surprise guest. Uh, not a surprise guest, but a special guest, right, Gene? Yeah. Yeah, we were. I I have gone into the coffers a little bit and, and reached out and used my actual profession to connect with a colleague of mine. And we were granted an interview um, with an actual doctor, a very, very well-respected doctor within Michigan Medicine, uh, Associate Professor of Urology, Dr. James Dupree, joined us earlier today. We had a conversation about men's health, and this is what we talked about. All right. So, uh, doctor, thank you again for joining us this morning. We really appreciate your time. And, and um, you know, as, as we've sort of discussed a little bit already, uh, Gene and Dave have already had this procedure done, and I have not. And, and right now, um, for me, I, I look at it as my reluctance becomes one of, uh, um, do I feel like a whole man after I've gotten this done, right, doctor? I'm sure you've run into this objection a couple of times, but... You know, I, I feel like, um, and this is probably a poor analogy, but I'll use it anyways. Um, you know, when you have a dog that gets uh, fixed, 
and it just sort of lays around all the time and gets fat and doesn't do anything. Um, you know, my concern is probably along those lines. I'm not saying it's an informed concern. I'm saying it's just a concern. And so my question would be to you, Doc, what do you run into with your patients as to why they would have this procedure done? Yeah, that's a great question. And so um, I think there's really two parts to that question that I, that I can address. One is like, why do most people get it done? And then I think we should certainly talk about that concern you have, because you're not alone in that, right? Like lots of guys have similar questions. And so, um, you know, most people get this procedure, this vasectomy done because they typically they and their partners, but occasionally a man by himself, you know, are, is sure that he's done building his family mm. and um, he can be done building his family at zero kids, or he can be done building his family at 10 kids or whatever in between, or more than 10 for that matter. So most men choose this procedure because they do not want to have any more children, at least any more children having their sperm. People can always build their families through adoption or donor sperm or other means, but they or they and their partners are sure that their family is done. Um, or at least as sure as you can be, right? I mean, you know, life changes. Um, and we can talk about that later if you want, but, um, you know, at least as sure as they can be. So vasectomies are intended to be a permanent means of contraception. Um, and that is, I think, the most important point for men to understand before they choose the procedure. The intent is no more kids and, and as a reliable form of birth control. So men will often ask, well, what about the rest of my sex life, right? So like having kids is one part of my sex life, but there's other parts of my sex life too. And what's really, I think, reassuring is that this has been looked at, right? So they've done surveys of men before and after vasectomies. And the really reassuring thing that I tell my patients is that um, sexual function really has not been shown to change after a vasectomy. And, you know, you talked about your dog, right? So like um, cutting the vest deference tube does not change anything about how testosterone is made in your body. It's not or changing anything about how testosterone acts in your body. It is simply plumbing. We just cut the tube that the sperm travel through and nothing else but the sperm travel through that tube. Yeah, doctor, I, uh, again, thanks for joining us. Um, I'm most curious about the origins of the procedure, right? It's always interesting to learn, you know, uh, when was the first one performed? How has the process evolved, if at all, uh, over the years? Uh, so how long has this procedure been around? And, um, you know, has technology played a role in new ways of performing it? Or is it pretty true to the origins? Great question. So it's been a long around for decades. Um, unfortunately, I can't tell you exactly when it started. I'd have to go back and try and search the history books for that. Um, but it's been around for a very long time. I think it's as soon as people figured out that the sperm travel through these little tubes, they figured out, well, we can probably help men or cause, you know, for, you know, um, uh, use it as a means of contraception. Um, so it's been around for decades. Um, the major changes that occurred uh, probably occurred maybe 20 or 30 years ago when um, actually a, a urologist, I believe he was in China, first created what, what we now call the no scalpel vasectomy technique. Um, and it is an evolution of the technique of the vasectomy. Um, and it involves using um, kind of a very fine, sharp instruments to um, kind of just spread the skin of the scrotum to be able to get down to the vas deferens to not need to use a scalpel. Um, and then um, that approach, that no scalpel approach, you know, has been shown to have, you know, lower bleeding rates, 
um, and lower rates of some other you know, small complications and very comparable um, effectiveness you know, outcomes. So it still works. Um, it's less invasive. Um, guys end up just with like a, maybe a, a less than one centimeter poke in their scrotum, usually just one poke, as opposed to having two, you know, two incisions that are bigger. Um, so it's less noticeable. The scar is smaller. It's easier healing. Um, and as I said, less risk of bleeding. Um, guys often ask me like, well, what about lasers? And what about like all these new fancy technologies? And unfortunately, there's nothing new from lasers in terms of vasectomies. Um, <laughs> And uh, guys will ask us about like, well, what about pills or there are these, you know, what about clips or um, there's some studies that are being done on like these little clamps that you can put on the vas deferens and then hopefully take off the vas deferens. And, you know, people are investigating these things, but none of these new technologies have reached um, the point where they are like, you know, approved and proven to be safe and effective and commonly used. So there are some clinical trials being done to explore some new options but nothing, nothing in the mainstream yet. The technique's been pretty stable for the past 20 or 30 years. It works well. It's reliable. It's quick. It's safe. Um, so there frankly isn't a whole lot of incentive to change the technique because what you got works. Uh, real quick, how long is the procedure? It's short, right? 20 minutes, 20, 25 okay. minutes. It's short. So how effective is it then? Yeah, so important to know it is not effective right away. And so I hope, you know, Gene and David, you guys were counseled about this by your doctors, but- My wife was pregnant um, at the time. We're, we were good. So you were good. You were set. You had other means of- <laughs> Our family was full. Yeah. Thus um, the reason for the procedure. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um, yeah. So right away, it doesn't work. It takes a couple months to clear the sperm out, so to speak, right? Clear the, clear the pipes to be shooting blanks. Um, but then once, it, the, once you pass your sperm checks, it's very effective. So um, the chance of having a kid after a successful vasectomy is 0.05%, wow. which is like one out of 2000. It's more reliable than condoms. It's more reliable than birth control pills, more reliable than IU IUD. It's a little bit more reliable than a tubal ligation, but it is way safer and easier for a man to get a vasectomy than for a woman to get a tubal ligation. That's a, that's, that's one of the questions that we didn't have on there. So that's a great, that's great to know for the three women who listen to this podcast. <laughs> hey, doctor, what, what side effects or complications exist uh, and how common are they? Yeah, really important, right? So we counsel every man about this. So um, it is overall a very safe procedure, but even safe procedures can unfortunately have complications. Mm -hmm. There's about a one to 2% risk of infection or bleeding, um, there is, um, you know, men should expect some pain for a couple days, maybe one to two weeks at the most. The chance of having long-term pain is very low. It's about two to 3%. Um, and then uh, men will have a very small scar in the scrotum. You know, that's a potential complication. And then the other complication that we always mention is what I just discussed, which is the very, very, very low rate of a pregnancy of failure of the vasectomy down the line. So doc, I have kind of a two part here. Um, <clears throat> one, what if you get buyer's remorse on this after the procedure's done, right? I imagine you run into that. And two, um, as this is another area of your expertise, is there any relationship between this and ED that may come uh, down the line? Um, just curious, you know, we're all of a certain age here. And as we get into this age range, 
you know, ED becomes, I think, a much more realistic possibility. And so, uh, and I know I'm being long-winded on this, but just curious about buyer's remorse and then the ED uh, possibility as a result of the procedure as well, if there is one. Yeah, two great questions. So your first, um, yes, there are ways to have kids after a vasectomy. Um, there's two ways that do not involve your sperm, and that's adoption and getting donor sperm. And there's two ways that do use your sperm, and that's either getting a vasectomy reversal surgery or doing in vitro fertilization. And as part of in vitro fertilization, we do a, a, a biopsy of the testicle where we extract sperm directly from the testicle that then your partner can use for in vitro fertilization. We know from surveys that about 5% of men report having a desire for more kids later on. And that can be for a whole spectrum of reasons. Um, but yes, I, I do vasectomy reversal surgeries as well. Um, I also counsel men about the option of IVF as well. So this is a regular thing that I see men about. There aren't a whole lot of specialists, frankly, in the state that do this. And so you know, there's a couple of us in the state that do those surgeries and men around the state and around the region tend to find us and have those conversations. Um, okay. Regarding erectile dysfunction, um, uh, no. So getting a vasectomy will not cause erectile dysfunction. Erectile dysfunction is totally a, a very important topic, but it's not been associated with a vasectomy. Um, in the very short term, just frankly, because of having some pain in the scrotum, guys may notice, you know, fewer erections for a week afterwards and less desire for sex because they're sore, but it's not a permanent thing. Okay, great. So I know that, you know, your time is, is very valuable. I know there's, there's middle-aged men who are uh, looking forward to seeing you today. Uh, maybe some that aren't, uh, quite honestly, but with us being of a certain age, what other men's health issues should we be looking at um, as we grow? Sure. So um, I think of two broad categories. One is kind of your overall health, right? And so um, that involves, uh, you know, uh, what you're eating, how you're sleeping, how much you're exercising, how you're managing stress. Um, those factors can influence a lot of things. You talked about erectile dysfunction earlier. To a large degree, erectile dysfunction is a result of poor blood flow to the penis that can happen because of men having high cholesterol or high blood pressure, blood pressure or high blood sugars or being overweight, or um, uh, or some other like more rare causes, but you know the vast majority of the time when guys develop erectile dysfunction, it's associated with other things happening in their body. Normally, cardiovascular disease, right? So we want men of any age, especially men of an older age, to be taking care of themselves and their bodies, right? That's the most important thing. Um, on Related to that is for men's health, we often ask about um, uh, uh, cancer. And so for men, there's really two main cancers in particular that men can take act action on to try and um, identify early if it were to happen. One is testicular cancer. So we recommend that, frankly, even men of very young age, like you know, um, high schoolers and older, examine their own testicles once a month, much like we tell women to examine their own breasts once a month. Men also ask about prostate cancer, especially when they get older. And so um, prostate cancer involve a screening for prostate cancer really should involve a, you know, a one-on-one -on -one conversation with your doctor. Cause it's a little different for every man, but in general, when men start to enter their fifties is when we recommend they start to think about prostate cancer screening and the risks and the benefits of it. Prostate cancer screening typically involves a blood test and a finger exam of the prostate. Sounds way worse than it is, 
really quick and easy. Um, if men are at high risk for prostate cancer, we suggest earlier. So things that put men at high risk are one, having a family member with prostate cancer. So father, brother, uncle, um, you know, um, and we recommend men start at about age 45 in that case. Or African-American men are also known to be at risk, higher risk for prostate cancer. And um, we recommend African-American men start that screening discussion around 45 as well. I just want to let the doctor know the, the technical term we use on the show for um, the prostate finger exam is called the moon river, right? <laughs> After the movie Fletch, uh, moon river, you know, that I think is, uh, didn't know if you're aware of that, but that is the technical term that we use here on the show. We're all about the I, I technical do term. think I remember that scene. <laughs> <laughs> so, so doctor, um, maybe to wrap things up, uh, just succinctly fact or fiction, the, uh, there are peak times throughout the year where these procedures are done like March Madness or the Masters Week or something like that. Is that true? Any truth to that? Or is it more spread out? Uh, fact. So, um, uh, yeah. And, and, and often it's, uh, you know, because men are, you know, we advise men to take it easy for a couple of days, right? And so um, that means like no heavy lifting, vigorous activity, you know, depending on your job, that might mean lighter job duties, um, and so for a lot of men, they schedule their procedure at a time where there's really fun things to do on TV that don't require a lot of activity for a couple of days afterwards. So, um, yeah, in the past, we've tried to really celebrate men taking control of their family planning and being important participants in their family planning by making it easy for men to get a vasectomy during those match mar March madness times. Uh, we've not ever done anything specific around the masters, but I do hear that there's higher interest around that time. There we go, Gene, apparently. Um, that was mine. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a fact. Very cool. Well, Doc, I really appreciate Thank your you. time this morning. That it was, was awesome. fun, guys. It was Thanks. extremely Goodbye. helpful. Appreciate the invitation. All right. Anytime. Well, that was nuts. <laughs> um, you know, what's coming, I still laugh. We are moving into the the golden spring of uh, March Madness and, and the Masters Golf Tournament. And to that end, <clears throat> as I mentioned previously, two out of the three of us have had this procedure performed, and I am not one of those two. So um, what I thought I would do is, or what we thought we would do is we would, uh, I would interview a little bit, um, Gene and Dave, to get them to talk a little bit about their experiences and why they did what they did and what, you know, what it felt like or didn't feel like and, and so on and so forth. So, <clears throat> excuse me. How good was um, the doctor, guys? I mean, what's he, was that? Oh, he, he was outstanding. Yeah, he was unbelievable. 15-minute window, and I think he was going to stick with us for a while. I we got to get him back. Yeah, I, we, we, we do greatly thank uh, Dr. Dupree for his time and, and his information. Very informative, good knowledge to have. Um, uh, Dave, I think I'm going to start with you. And so the first thing I, I just want to ask. Let's get vulnerable. Uh, let's, let's get in touch with our feelings. <laughs> David, how, why, where, who? How much were you paid? Why, why did you um, go down this road? Yeah, yeah, and you know, we've talked about this episode, and James, you've, you have some, uh, you know, just 
kind of personal feelings about the procedure and hesitancies. And, but you also admitted you wanted to learn more. So I think the doctor was helpful. And, and that's what we're trying to do is just kind of share our stories. Maybe we'll help some people out there who are, you know, considering, is this for me or is this not? And I think Gene and I have some kind of different diverging stories with our experience. Um, for me, um, I never really thought about it, you know, after the first kid. Um, but then you have the second kid and, um, and, and they're crying all the time and you're, you're curled up in bed, you know, make it stop. And uh, you realize, I, I don't know that I want to have another one of these. And uh, what are my options? Um, so <laughs> there's obviously one option and, and you know, that, that all that goes with that, you know, cost money and, and, you know, convenience right. and, and what if you run out and, and all that type of stuff. And then there's the health of, of your spouse too, and what, what she's comfortable doing. And uh, in some respects, um, going this route was, was me uh, doing uh, something for my, for my wife, you know, to, to help her health as well. Cause this was a mutual decision. You know, we agreed, you know, after we had our third child and, and that would be it for our family. And uh, this was the option that made the most sense for me. And I talked to a lot of my, my buddies, uh, you know, from high school tailgating at a Browns game, you know, Oh, you had one. What, tell me what it was like, how, how to go that type of thing. <clears throat> so, um, and as I'll, I'll get into in a little bit, my, my, my brother was a good resource as well. Um, up into a, a certain point where this story takes a dramatic turn, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that, that was kind of where I came to the realization that, you know, this is probably for me. And, and this is something that makes sense for our family. Why did you choose the time of year that you did? Or was that just a, well, <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah. I know we were going to talk about like March madness and spring <clears throat> times. Yeah. I, I, our last child was born in late May or mid, mid May. And I think the next day I scheduled the vasectomy. <laughs> and a couple months later, that's when they could get me in. So that's when it happened. Honestly, it was more that what's the fastest I could get in. Right. What was that recovery period like for you? Let me ask that question. Well, let's, let me answer it this way. So, and, and I'll be as succinct as, as possible. Um, I had three unfortunate incidents happen uh, during my whole process with this procedure. Um, and this is just, just being real that, you know, uh, I'm one of the, the one to 2% in some respects. So at any rate, um, during the procedure, you know, they, they give you the shot, like the doctor said and, and whatnot, and, and it's numbed and, and everything. <clears throat> um, I felt at, I didn't feel much, you know, and, and they're doing their thing. And then, then suddenly I felt like a, a pool, like a, like a, a snag almost, and I felt a pain um, closer to my stomach. And I thought, oh, and I winced really hard. And then they heard me and they said, oh, we'll just give you another shot, that type of thing. And they did. And, and I, you know, I got through it. It was, it was fine. I guess the other shot worked. And I had some, you know, typical pain, I supposed um, for the next few days and, and spent the next few days on the couch with uh, the bag of frozen peas. <laughs> but what was difficult was for me, that pain didn't go away um, after days, weeks, months. And honestly, um, you know, it wasn't something that I couldn't like, you know, not function, but it was a dull pain. Um, few times a day, I felt it wow. for a couple of years. 
And that's when it got a little scary and a little concerning, like, did they screw something up or what? Um, And finally, how old, David? How old was I? Or how how old is your youngest right now? Oh, uh, she's five. She's five. And it took till how long? It took took a good four years. Yeah. Uh, Close to four, maybe a little less than four years. Uh, and that's, you know, that's concerning. And, and I talked to, you know, uh, annual checkups, like, Hey, this is something. And, and they didn't think it was something, anything serious. And luckily it has now subsided. <laughs> so all is well now, but you know, obviously that's, that was a, that's not an experience a lot of guys have. And, right. and I did, and, um, it's not something that had a dramatic effect on my, my life and how I proceeded and, and my relationship with, you know, my spouse and things like that. Nothing like that. It was just more uncomfortable, uncomfortable. Okay. Um, so, so that happened. And then, um, on top of that, uh, I got a bill and let me, uh, step back and say, you know, before I decided to do this, I stopped in, chatted with my brother. Again, we worked at the same place and I said, Hey, you know, uh, you got it done, you know, insurance covers this. Right. And he goes, Oh yeah. Yeah. Insurance covers it. Yeah. So I didn't think anything of it. Um, what I forgot to realize and, and ask, and I'm an idiot is that my brother could possibly be on my sister-in-law's insurance mm-hmm. and not the one that we share. Oh, balls. So working at an inst- a faith-based institution, I learned after the fact, they do not cover these procedures and it was rejected Mm. and I had to pay out of pocket (laughs) for this elective procedure. So not only did I live for close to four years with a dull pain, I had, I got kicked in the balls twice (laughs) (laughs) getting stuck with the bill. Um, So it it was a, it wasn't a great experience for me. Well, and, Um, and add the extra insult of not doing it at the right time of the year. (laughs) <laughs> that was fine but i want to i want to end with that story I've, I've talked enough but but i but it did have a kind of a funny ending and uh maybe i'll close with that story about my recovery and, and an experience i had uh with my in-laws interesting mean gene yeah buddy same questions to you no <laughs> let me go back yeah let's let's rewind so tell me you know you have four children yeah and so how did you was your thinking the same as dave's on this thing you know how did you come to that decision um i uh, much like dave i didn't really think about it after one or two right um after two i had two girls um and they were three years apart and my wife and I came into the marriage uh, years ago. She wanted four. And I said, you're crazy. I don't want four kids. That's a lot of kids. Uh, I love kids. I love other people's kids because I could say, your kid was fun. Here you go. I'm going home. You've been um, right. Having two, it was, it was fun. It was great. And then we had three. And I had three beautiful girls. And I said, I'm a girl dad. It is what it is. I understand it. I lived it for, at that point, six years. Um, and then six became seven. And then all of a sudden, we found out that that baby boy was coming. And we were, we were very nervous to tell our family. 
because my brother and, and his wife had been trying and they hadn't been, they hadn't been rewarded with a child. Right. Um, and we now had three alive babies, striving, beautiful baby girls. Um, and then we found out that, that we had another one coming down the line. Um, so we were, we didn't tell anybody. I think we told maybe my mom, maybe her mom, and that was it. Okay. Um, so we kept it very close to the vest. Now, when the holiday season rolled on, I think, and no, we still weren't telling people because one of our good friends turned 40. Um, and I became the drinker for both of us at this party. <laughs> and that was a, that was an experience that I don't think I will ever be able to drink Manhattans again in my life because I was drinking those and red wine. And oh. yeah, it was a rough night for me. Uh, they have these things called sinks. It wasn't a gene and tonic. It was not a gene and tonic. And I think you came up the next day, David, we celebrated. New oh, Year's was that time? Day. Oh yeah. Oh, you were man, nice. I, it was six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. The next, like this was wow. the 30th where we celebrated. And then the 31st, I was like, David, I don't feel good. And this was like six <laughs> o'clock at night. I rallied though. Um, so we did eventually tell the family and I, my wife and I both agreed much like you, David, that this is, we're great. We're granted with four, hopefully now four beautiful babies. We can't have more like this is just financially irresponsible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's not going to move on. So I called, set up the, the, the appointment much like you, we watched the film and the prep work was for me, they gave me a Xanax heading in. Um, and I don't take pills like this at all. And I said, I don't know. And my wife said, just in case. So I took <laughs> one, she drove me, you know, she drove me there. She drove me home. Um, I had taken care of the, uh, I had, I had look up to David a lot in my life. And I asked him a lot of questions about life in general. Um, and he did give me some heads up because you had done it, I think either a year or a year and a half earlier. Um, he did say, get some tight underwear and actually just go get a jock strap. So I had, uh, I had that going in. I had a bag of peas and a bag of corn in the freezer. So I could alternate back and forth coming out of it. Um, and then, yeah, it was, a, it was about a 20 minute experience at maybe, maybe at most top to bottom. Um, and so you, you said you, you had like two, two guys, like a male nurse. I did prep you and and by prep you know they kind of clean the area yes i had uh, taken care of the, the they encourage you to, to manscape before right. yeah yes uh, i had a a nurse who looked like uh kathy bates from misery <laughs> <laughs> and then and then a male doctor so um so i was all set but I, i've told you guys my, my one buddy no names please he had his done he was relaying his story and in walk in walks a a 22 year old, beautiful blonde nurse. That's just not fair. Who, um, it's not fair. Proceeded to, to wipe Touch. him down. Yep. And, um, you know, things happen and, and Thor's hammer. things naturally happen for him. And, and, uh, if you know this guy, you, you, you wouldn't be surprised. Uh, and, and it's funny, no, no matter if you know him or not, but, uh, yeah, that, that was a great story. Someone shared with me uh, for advice. I was, I was lucky enough. Like you said, I had two guys um, and they're like, Hey, do you need like to be calm at all? Do you, do you want your phone? And I said, yes, I want my phone. Mm. And I snapped a couple pictures 
I believe I sent them to David. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the recipients and a uh, friend of the show, T-Bone, was another I, I, recipient. I have a file. <laughs> and that it will this, emerge someday. This is where I am, boys. This is what I'm doing today. They might be on YouTube or uh, they might be on Instagram. They, hey, promoting you know this what? episode. If you, if you need to Instagram my knees, um, it was, but I, I was, as, as you said, you were that 1%. I was the 99. I was lucky enough that it was, uh, I did have to have two numbing shots because they numbed one. And when they went to poke the other, I said, ow. And they said, oh, do you want another shot? I said, yes, please. Um, so I had two shots and, and then I was sent home. I was lucky enough to not have any trouble. Now, my wife was pregnant at the time. I think we talk about that earlier with Dr. Dupree. Um, so I didn't, you know, I, I, I don't know if, if it worked right away, if it didn't work right away, I was it would never kind of in, yeah. right. I was, I was in the lucky zone, I guess, at that point. And I think, you know, with me giving you advice, I guess, Gene, you said I did, I yeah. was probably still early enough where, you know, the concerns I had were, I was probably, you know, brushing those off as, oh, I'm, I, I, you know, it'll, it'll get better any day now. Right. Yeah. I don't think you ever told me anything about the pain yeah. still at that point. Yeah. I think we yeah. talked about it like three or four months after mine, you yeah. were maybe asking, do you still have this? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, Gene, when did you have yours done? <sighs> My youngest was born in 2018. Um, I I had mine master's weekend, Michigan medicine. If I'm not mistaken, David, I don't know if you did yours on a Friday. We, I, a majority of these are done on Fridays to give you the weekend off. So I had mine the Friday of master's weekend in 2018. And I sat there and watched all of the masters (laughs) on my couch. Not at like, just kids would jump on me. You made the cut. I, <laughs> well played. Um, Boom. I am. I am almost positive. I caught my youngest jumping on me. I caught her midair with a two hand push down on the floor. Like she was yeah. coming. I caught her and just bang. You're on. No, this is this is dad time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my recovery story. You guys yeah, want to please. Yeah. Let's have it. So divulge. So I, I learned uh, after the last episode. My mother in law listens to this uh, this show. And, uh, so I am, um, uh, I'm treading lightly, but, but I, uh, Hey mom, I can't not tell this story. I'm sorry. Um, so here goes, topic. um, I mean, let's, let's preface this really quick. You have yeah. already outed your father about peeing on himself at a Browns game. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be taken out of the, the will, man. You're, I'm out of the will all around, when, but when um, COVID ends and you get to go together to a family party, you're just going to get the hose. <laughs> Um, so listen, uh, this was a strange time in my life when I got this procedure done. I, we had just had our third baby. We just sold our house and bought a new house, but the new house wasn't ready. So it was one of those, you know, tweener purgatory situations for like two or three months. Uh, we moved in with my in-laws and God bless them for taking us in, you know, uh, really helped us out. Um, but it was difficult. Uh, you know, it was a one bedroom upstairs. We piled all the kids in with us and they had like a loft and a TV up there. And that's where I spent most of my time anyway, but especially after this procedure. So I was up in the loft, uh, bag of peas and watching sports. And it was, I don't know, like Friday night, 
uh, Friday evening. I think my wife had gone out to dinner with the kids or took them to McDonald's or something like that, or they were gone. They got out of the house, but I couldn't go anywhere. So uh, my father-in-law is downstairs doing something and uh, my mother-in-law walks in and, you know, she's working uh, um, a job or something like that and had gotten off work, came home and Friday night, right? Um, the car was gone. Uh, she walked into what she thought was an empty house and uh, all quiet and she threw her bag down and she said to my father-in-law, let's get naked. <laughs> and... Um, and my eyes got big. I'm upstairs. I'm like, did I, I'm like, Oh my God, what do I do? Do I, did I hear that? Right. And I heard my father-in-law say, uh, David's upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hi. Did you really? Yeah. She totally forgot I was up there and you know, um, we may have to cut this out. I don't know if I'm comfortable with it, but, um, it was the most awkward it was just a microcosm of that moment where I just got this thing done. It wasn't feeling good. I'm in living with my in-laws. I got three babies crying all around me and um, a bag of frozen vegetables on my crotch. And, uh, and that just Let's happened. Get so I'll never forget that. And, um, but, uh, but God bless them, man. They're still, still very much in love. That's what I learned. That's awesome. What, uh, love you guys. What, what did she say to you? Uh, we have not talked about it since. Um, so yeah, this, this you know this might we might have to have a sit. This might be another after school special. There it is. Excellent. So James, wow. uh, let's let's turn it back on you now. Yeah. Um, after everything you've heard, um, you know, how do you feel? Like, I guess you know, we'd like you to share a little bit about you know, your mindset about this whole thing. You had some very uh, honest uh, thoughts about it. And, sure. you know, I appreciate where you're coming from. And, and I don't know if it's one of those things where, you know, you just have to research it and listen to the experts and um, do your feelings change a little bit or, or, or what? Well, you know, it's been interesting. I, um, as I've gotten older, this is not something that ever occurred to me that I would be interested in doing for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I have become older and older, I have found that many of my friends have had this procedure done. Uh, surprisingly, I, I didn't realize how really more common it is than, than people uh, know. Because it's not something that, you know, even if guys are standing around with a cookout, they're not, hey, yeah, yeah. Did you get your vasectomy? Yeah, I'd find too. Yeah, it's great. Um, that, it's that's not like not... somebody goes on a podcast and shares their inner details about the whole right, thing. Right. I know. What the hell are these guys doing? Well, look, Go if ahead. you're going to talk about it, you might as well talk about it to, you know, 38 of your closest friends. So, um, <laughs> or the Andrew. three wives that listened. Yeah. Hey, hey, Andrew. Hey, Matt. <laughs> hey, kids. Um, and now you have it for posterity. So when your children are much, much, much older, and yeah, we have this probably, conversation. They're going to know, oh, dad, I just listened to your podcast. <laughs> Why? Why? Um, it, you know, at the end of the day, and, and it was a great conversation with Dr. Dupree this morning, and, and it was very educational for me. You know, I think it really comes down to, um, you know, I, I understand a lot of this is about family planning. Um, and for us, that's not an issue. Um, so, from that perspective, I, I don't know that there's um, a need for me at this at this point to do that. Mm-hmm. My reservations are really about the idea of uh, someone going down and and 
cutting into me in that area. Um, and, you know, really at the end of it, you know, you guys are fine. You function well. Everything's in working order. It's not a big deal. But for me, mentally, it's more of you're not um, not saying you guys are just me and as I would look at myself, mm-hmm. not um, whole man, if th- that makes sense. And I, and I get it. That's caveman. That's whatever. And, and I, you know, I understand that thinking that's not very enlightened. What about your wife? Well, you know, we have one child. We have no ability to have another one. Uh, whether it's medically or naturally, that's, that's not in our cards. And so, um, you know, for me, I don't know that that's really much of an option at this point. Yeah. It it wouldn't be something you need to consider. Right. Right. Um, But even if it weren't, I I think I would really struggle with this. Right. mm -hmm, You know, mm -hmm. I think of, you know, and this is again, and I think I even said this earlier, a poor analogy, but you know, you fix a dog and it just kind of lays around on the porch and gets fat. Right. So um, I'm already fat. I don't need to get any fatter. Uh, So it becomes a, you know, you just kind of have that in my head deranged thinking of, you know, it just kind of cuts off your, your, your drive, right. Your, your will to a dog is what you're doing. Yeah, pretty much. That's exactly what I'm doing. No, Um, I thought, I thought the doc was very helpful with that too. Kind of just, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, for me, it's, it's, I, I'm, I'm not happy. I don't have to make this decision. If sure. that makes sense, right. So if I, I'd much rather have to be forced to make this decision one way or the other. Yep. And I think if push, push came to shove, I would probably get it done. Um, you know, just because, um, you know, it's as much my responsibility as, as it is my wife's. Mm-hmm. And so Dave, to your point earlier of, you know, wanting to do something for your wife, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, you know, I'm thankful I don't have to make the decision um, because, it, you know, I don't have to confront the conflicting yeah. uh, thoughts I have about it. So well, um, a lot, you know, if you think a lot of women take birth control uh, yeah. pills and, and that's that's a sacrifice oh, you know, for family planning um, and that can mess with I don't know. I'm not an expert in that, but that's that's asking a lot of your your partner um, in that sense. So um, I read somewhere that this was, this was something men can do for women, right? Right. Something you can do as a, almost a gift um, and sacrifice uh, uh, to your wife. And, and, and that, I don't know, maybe I read that before I got the procedure done. And it, maybe it was in the video. Maybe think a little differently about it. Like, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I want to do this for her. I think that's a valid point. I mean, you know, for me, all the arguments, all the, the the pro side of 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 this all makes sense to me i can't argue against mm-hmm. any of them and, and nor would i um i just at this point you know you you just if push came to shove i would do it i'm thankful i don't have to um pulling the trigger as it were you know i think would be hard you know and maybe it's because i'm i'm older uh and i've kind of locked into this mindset of thinking maybe um, I don't know. You know, I, but, uh, I, um, I, will, I will say this. I never, and, and not to say that, that what we're talking about isn't, isn't super relevant or I, I will say this when it did come to push to shove to me, I never had a second thought. I sure. said, this was, this was the easiest decision for the family to make. And it was, you ran out you know, of bedrooms. I, that's the thing. I mean, we had to move houses, Dave. Yeah. Um, so I, do we. I, 
Yeah, we, there was there was just nothing. There was our, a our minivan wouldn't fit in our old garage. We we had to move. We didn't have enough bedrooms. It was there's it was not stuff another like that. right. There's no more spaces in my minivan to put people. Uh, there like it just it, it became. We were blessed. The 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 Anna and I were blessed to be able to have four kids. Sure. I did not want to push the issue to see if we could have five. Um, you know, and, and when when the youngest was born, I was. 39, almost 40. And I said, I don't want, like, I, yeah. I don't know if I'd have the energy to have five children at 42 years old. Um, and it, it was, you know, maybe it was selfish on my opinion to have one because I could say for the weekend, I'm out. I can't help. Sorry. Like right. you got three kids by yourself. I'm not doing a whole heck of a lot. But that that three day weekend has turned into eleven years of changing diapers. So I, you know, I, I don't, I couldn't imagine doing more years of diapers. You know, one thing that crossed my mind, and and look, I, I joke about, you know, um, I don't like kids, that type of thing. Right. I like them enough. Oh, um, cards, I think is what you're <laughs> what's that? Hallmark cards, I think. Right. Is what I, I definitely am down on the. Card card industry. Yeah. I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've given on a card since we got married. Yeah. Good man. Yeah, um, <laughs> so, so I, you know, my youngest is, is so awesome. And, you know, like, like Eugene, we're, we're all blessed to, to have healthy yeah. kids. And uh, I will say, you know, the one thing that gave me pause was, you know, you go to dark places sometimes, you know, like, Oh my God, what if I get this done and, and something were to happen? Right. You know, um, and we'd still be young enough to, right. To add to our family if we wanted yeah. to. And, and the, you know, there really is no going back. I, I don't care about the reversal stuff. That's not something I would do. Um, that, that crossed my mind, but you know, you can't think like that. You can't, you can't plan for the worst type of thing. Right. Right. So, uh, so to, to that end, like Eugene, it was, it was a pretty easy decision for me as well. Um, so, so would you, would you recommend other men? Gene that to, to, to do it. I would. Um, I was like, like we've said, I, I didn't have the elongated pain. I didn't have the elongated, um, careful with your difficulties, right. <laughs> difficulties going in, coming out of, I, I was the time of year worked for me, um, both professionally and from a, from a TV viewer. Um, and my wife was pregnant at the time. So it, you know, I, I know, like Doc said, it takes three or four months to clean out your pipes and clean out the system or whatnot. I, I didn't go back until like six, seven, eight months later because my wife was pregnant during. And then the, the two months after I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably go just make sure that it worked because I didn't want to be the one in, what do you say, one in a thousand, one in two thousand, whatever it was. I didn't want to be that stat. Five hundred. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I did not want to be that stat. So I would recommend it for those who are in the right headspace to do it. Yeah. I think it's like you said, it's a, it's not a gift to your wife or your family, but it's very less invasive for us to get to snippy snips as opposed to whatever the hell is included in the tubes died. That just sounds just that process. Women on. Right. I just, we don't know. <laughs> Right, yeah. snipping compared uh, compared to tubes T tying, tying, yeah, right. whatever. Right, that, just yeah. whatever. Well, and you know, would you would you recommend it? You've had you you've you've Gosh. had four years of pain. 
what would you would you have told me if if it was two years after you had yours what would you have told me when i asked what do you think I don't know, man. Like I, it it wasn't, I don't want to oversell it. Um, It's not like, again, I couldn't walk or something like that. Or, or um, I was sitting there during the day. I couldn't get through the day. Right. But that's the last place you want lingering. No, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah. You're right. It is funny. I, I I remember uh, a buddy I went to high school with, it was at a Brown's tailgate and we were talking and, and I don't see him much or talk to him much, but you know, he was really a popular guy in high school. And he was saying that, he alluded to the fact that he, he was, he, he had that type of experience. Hmm. And, and, and I, I, I remember <clears> that like, ah, oh, well, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> and, and so we're part of the, the 2% or whatever, but. So um, maybe you don't get it done in Cleveland. <laughs> I, I didn't say it, you did. Yeah, I'm just... yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. I, so yeah, I probably would Gene, just because, you know, look, I, I, I got through it and it's fine. And, um, you know, we, we too are not equipped or prepared to have a uh, more children in our house. Yeah. So um, it's just, it's just something that made sense for us. And, and I would recommend it again. Well, you know, the thing that's a common thread through both of your stories is that you both had kind of an epiphany after the last child, right? Where you just basically said, mm, I think we're done here now. Um, and I'm sure you had that conversation with your wife as well. And, and you know came to some sort of agreement that you know i think this is what we got we can't handle any more of them and james the fact that it didn't cross our minds even after the second right you know so so i think you know crossed hard after the third it sure did the third it got real came screaming to the front yeah yeah so that's your that's your common theme for the two of you and and, you know we haven't reached saturation if you will hear about that only because you know but to your point gene earlier you know i'm 48 with a five-year-old i didn't have my daughter until we were 43 and my wife was 40 i'm sorry 38 um and so you know i don't want to be 70 year old dad at high school graduation right that's 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 not really the this this the thing i'm looking forward to right so i think we're i mean we're all going to have that realization when i mean david you've got is she in kindergarten right now? Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. you're doing, you did kindergarten roundup at 42, 43, 43. And I will do kindergarten roundup at 45. And I think James, you've got it. It's 49, 40, 49. So, you know, I did, when I did the last kindergarten roundup or the, whatever it is, the presentation. And I looked around and I thought, all right, I'm 30 late thirties at this point. I'm going to be 30. What? When, when the third is there and then 40, I said, I can't, there's no way I want to be able to do this for the fifth time. Be like, hello, all you teenagers. Or, you know, like, (laughs) didn't I see you in high school? Like, I can't, I I did not want to be that, right. That guy, the fifth time around. It's, um, it's a challenge, right. You know, and I I really try not to think about it, to be honest with you. And no, no, um, no. You know, but uh, I, I don't have a problem with that stuff, though. I, I think the energy argument is real, though. Yeah, I, I think, 100% you know, because because that. that that can wear on your own health. Yep. Sure. That could shorten your life if especially right it now, is and we didn't hard. Get a, well, the we hardest get a thing we do is ask. raise raise children. Oh, yeah. bottom line. It's also the best thing we ever do. 
There's no doubt about that. This is That's true. my ding word. There's I no doubt has to be my ding word. Yeah, I don't have my um, bell tonight. So. The one thing that I, we didn't ask Dr. Dupree that I would that I wanted to ask him was, you know, we had talked about before we asked the questions with no elective surgeries for the first little bit of of quarantine. Did they see a boom in them mm. when they were allowed to? Or has there been a boom and more childbirths? There's that's the thing, right? Was there, was there a realization at some point of we got to get this done or we didn't get it done. And now instead of the 5,000 normal births at CS Mott Children's Hospital, there's eight. I have no idea. Well, the other part of this becomes do all the COVID babies that come out of this pandemic, uh, how many of them are the tipping point towards the vasectomy? Right. I mean, that could be a whole great question right there. Yeah. Um, You know, that becomes uh, that that would be an interesting statistic to track. Did Um, did the the, uh, rate of snippage grow in 2021 uh, and 2022 because of 2020 snippage? Good. Technical term that uh, we should ask Dr. Dupree. Guys, did did I overshare? I feel like I overshared. No, you're fine. No. Yeah. You know, had you. Had you showed us the scar, then probably right. oversharing it. That I've never seen the scar. You got to get it like a mirror, right, Gene? You yeah. got to like kind of squat down. I, I've not, you know, I've never done that. So uh, it's down there somewhere. But, okay. <laughs> I, I am not very flexible or <laughs> yoga ish, so um, I've not looked down there. Yeah, no plans to underwear. Uh, no, what now? <clears throat> under from under, under, down under. Well, I, I, hopefully we did a, a, a service uh, to this very serious topic. Yes. Uh, James, thank you for walking us through with, with dignity and grace, as always. Yeah. Thank you very much. Gene, thank you for sharing. Uh, thank you for sharing. And thank your, your, your you for your pain-free the, story. Yes. Thank you for the image that you sent us on, I think, day one of your recovery. Oh, we're going to go there? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I, the first thing I did after my, the, the my procedure was, um, you know, I, I, they give you a jock strap because you got to have some support there. Yep. Uh, I went straight to the bathroom to get changed. Uh, they had a, wall, a floor length mirror, of course. Mm. And uh, I had to snap a little, a, a little, little selfie uh, in the jock strap and, and send it over to Gene and, and T-Bone. Um, which, so. which then a year and a half later, I, it, it, it does appear from time to time. You're right. Yeah, I, I get it like on my happy birthday, Dave. <laughs> here's, here's that pic of you and your jockstrap um, with gauze all around you. It'd have been cooler if that jockstrap was like bulletproof. Um, and then you could I, reinvest, you, you know, rewear that. Make you <laughs> I, I do look like a superhero in that photo a little bit. Yes. You know, like the, Captain uh, Underpants. There you go. <laughs> Duff man. Can't breathe. All right. I think that's all we got. Anything else? Yeah. No. You know, I'm, I'm looking forward to where we're going from here. Uh, you know, I, ah, man, I was going to make a really bad joke that I didn't even think I was going to make. It can only go up from here. But uh, I, I think, you know, we will have a conversation about March Madness. Um, How did and, nobody say cut it out when I mentioned Full House earlier? You know, seriously, I, guys, what is wrong with you? I'm, I'm, I'm teeing them up. You know, I'm placing them on the T-ball tea and you guys can't even swing and hit them out of the park what's up with well, that? i think we're gonna need to tie off this episode i think we need to wrap it up <laughs> maybe you don't need to wrap uh, it up once you get out of curiosity do they use a do they use a winds or not how does that work what does that look like lasers lasers
I'm going to need to clamp down on this, uh, put an end to it here. I mean, he said clamps. I was like, no, man, I don't want any clamps. I don't want any pinches. Just snip it and move along. Well, I'll be honest. I didn't realize how much of a vast difference there was. <laughs> your position in the there it is. I owe. <laughs> There's our ending. There it is. Yeah.